0: You are listening to the Give Me Five Podcast, episode 264. Jesus, we've been doing this for 264 episodes.
1: I was just going to say that.
2: If you look, hold on. If you look at Apple, Uh like the it tells you how many episodes are underneath the thing. We actually it lists us as over like three hundred. Good shit. Really?
0: Well, we've been doing. We've been we for a long time. We did like an episode side A, side B, so that counts as two, even though it.
2: Yeah, it was like it was like three hundred and thirty-two or something.
0: Yeah, even though it only we numbered it as one, that counts as two different episodes. And eventually, we will get back to doing that. (laughs) Eventually. Yeah, I'm But this is the Give Me Five podcast, a semi-entertaining show about very entertaining things. We talk about things like pop culture, entertainment, news, mo- movies, music, books, Florida, kind of whatever catches our eye in the week. My name is Scrooge, and I'm joined by Marley and me. Ruff, ruff, ruff.
1: Meow.
2: Uh, 353 <laughs> episodes we've done. Nice. I don't buy it. Which means 354 because of the no, one you we don't had have to get to, rid of. No yeah. Three, uh, <laughs> it's actually 354 because of the one episode we did where Rob said so many bad things about Billy Joel that we would have gotten kicked out of the country. Uh. <laughs> I, mean, I never released it.
0: <laughs> and that episode has never seen the light of day and never will because it has gotten lost. <sighs> yes. Somewhere in the intercloud. Yeah.
1: Greg's got it. Greg's got it to blackmail you with.
2: That's fine. No, I've gotten more than enough. That's that's. (laughs) I can never run for office. That's nothing. That is absolutely nothing. (laughs) (laughs) This week
0: we're going to talk about a whole bunch of stuff. We took last week off for Thanksgiving, but this week we're coming back strong with uh, Warrior Nun, the Apple TV Apple TV movie Spirited. Netflix's Slumberland, Disney Plus's Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas Special, and another Netflix series, Wednesday.
2: Yeah, there is a lot of stuff. There Some of it will spoil. Really is.
0: And it's it's that time of year when there's like it, it, we we've hit like another product dump, I think. There is just so much to try and watch and to try and catch up on that it's hard to keep up with all of it.
2: Throughout the year, when we see all the, when we make these announcements, when we do the news, when they were like, "Oh, this show is going to come out," and "Oh, look, there's going to be a Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special," and all these things, we never really like make mental note of exactly when they're going to happen, other than the Christmas one. And then all of a sudden they come out, and it's like, "Oh crap!" It was all at the same time. Like even even now, I'm for I like know after I get done, we're going to be recording, like, or I'm going to be watching Willow.
1: Oh my gosh, I forgot about Willow too. Jeez Louise i don't have enough hours in a week right and and i have to go to work i don't i don't know i got something's got to give yeah
2: so uh here's the deal we will be talking about stuff we might spoil some stuff uh not any major spoilers except for maybe the walking dead that i want to talk about the finale of and uh yeah so if you get annoyed at spoilers uh you are in the wrong place
1: okay so, uh, Fair enough. What's uh
2: what's happening in the news? You put a lot of news on there. Oh dear. Is there news? Yeah, there's there's news. Rob, what you got?
1: No, I know. Is Rob there? Is Rob there? Roberto? Uh. Benini.
0: My god, I am Roberto talking to Benin? myself.
2: <laughs> uh, I believe Rob, uh Were you... hit the mute button. Uh,
0: I'm struggling okay. with my mic. It doesn't want to stay up now.
2: Mike is his live-in house there's, boy. And he doesn't want to stay up that. anymore. <laughs> What's funny is I started saying that joke before he even said that it won't stay up now. <laughs> are you are you seeing this? Oh uh, Yeah, it's drooping. He's got a drooping mic.
0: It is literally trying oh, to oh. interview my crotch.
3: It is.
2: Well, all right. Well, we'll I told we'll you if you played on. with it, it was eventually going to f- start
1: drooping.
3: Just let it happen.
1: Just let it no, okay. Uh, so that that's good. Radio, I didn't, right right I didn't
0: put too, <laughs> I didn't put too much uh, <laughs> too much news on. Uh, the USA is moving on to the round of sixteen. So go USA Woo! in the World Cup. Uh, the only we, stream uh, I
2: could listen to that uh, I was I was listening to that on the way home from work. The only stream I could get was the Spanish one. Oh God! So so go! It, oh, it
1: was
3: awesome. Yeah. Can't do that.
2: And I but I had no idea who was that scored the goal. <laughs> I just knew that like there was one. Clearly. And then I had to like then I started to need a
1: Ah yeah, okay, good. <laughs> Excellent. Alright, good. That that I understood. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> um, we also had a couple of notable deaths. Um Irene Cara, do you know who that is?
2: Of course. Absolutely. I'm from Pittsburgh, of course I do.
0: Okay. She passed away. She's the the voice behind fame and um Oh, what was that other big song?
1: Flashdance?
0: Yeah. Flashdance. Flashdance.
1: Oh. Yeah. What a feeling. You yep, know what I mean?
0: Yeah. And just, I think it was just this past week, we lost uh, Jason David Frank, one of the original Power Rangers, or the the Green Ranger.
1: Oh, that's right.
0: The Green I and Ranger. didn't know much Ranger. about him.
2: Yeah. Everyone loved him. He was, like, the favorite yeah. one. And he was friendly with the guy at my local comic book store. Like, so he was, like, there a lot. Which is sad because I mean it's sad because they were friends, and it's sad that he's gone. And was, this that was a suicide. Um, and uh, you know, as as we are wont to say, if you uh, are feeling that way, get help. Reach out, call people. Um, talk to somebody. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Also, uh, Christine McVee from uh, the keyboardist from Fleetwood Mac, passed away today. About a few hours, a few hours ago it sounds like Omar might That's be hearing tough. that for the first time and now i've uh, ruined no i'm video. not
1: n- n- no i'm not hearing that for the first time it's just you know i'm a fan so rip is true uh so you know
2: what else uh, i thought i had more news but we are going because we got so many topics i'm going to cut off the news and uh except for one uh, last little bit of news and if uh, is Captain Microphone available still?
0: Yes, I am. I am still here. I'm still struggling, but I am here.
2: Okay. <laughs> well, 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 tell us about our Florida man of the week.
0: Well, I'll go with this one because it's kind of a happy story. Um, the the other one, the guy's kind of just a, a friggin' idiot. Um, there there was a Florida man who decided to propose to his girlfriend. Now, when you—everybody has their, their own little, you know, things that they like to do, right? Yeah, everybody's got to try and make it clever and cute, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, when, uh, when you're proposing, what's probably one of the number one things you don't want to happen? Um,
1: well, you don't what want her to mean, say no. Are you getting in front of you? Well, other than <laughs> what her saying,
0: saying no. What, what is kind of integral to mm-hmm. the actual proposal? The ring. There, there. Yeah, there's, there's a ring that plays a very large part. And if you're a little bit clumsy and you drop the ring, oops, right? What happens if you're sure. a little bit clumsy up. and you propose on the bow of a boat?
2: Order. Um, it... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Scott Klein
0: was proposing oh, to his girlfriend man. Susie Tucker. At sunset, on a boat, in the water, in in the bay, because I think this was in Tampa. Um, he, he, he distracted his girlfriend. He started to pull the ring out of his pocket and get down on one knee all in one motion. Well, Ooh. that motion popped the ring right out of his hand, where it promptly bounced off the bow of the boat directly into the water. And that's weird, Scott Klein, not wasting any time and giving a a big oh shit," dove in the water after it. He tried to save it went head first no. into the water, and luckily, the ring was still in the box, so when it hit the water, it floated for a second before it started to sink, and he <laughs> caught the ring and rescued the whole thing. It and, funny if
2: it, it started to it was floating and then he landed on it, pushing it underwater
0: it exactly it. exactly. So okay, my image
1: of it was that it was a cruise ship. That's why I was like, "What? He jumped in?" Okay, it wasn't yeah. no,
0: no, it was it was a it was a little uh, a little boat. Probably it looks like it's probably about a twenty footer, twenty okay. thirty foot, thirty foot or something like that. But he took it. He took uh, a header uh, into the water, and his his uh, his bride to be didn't even know that he had taken the ring out. She just turned around to look at the sunset. And next thing she knew he was in the water. <laughs> that's so Yeah. Funny. Yeah. I'm glad he got it. Oh that's yeah, great. absolutely. She said yes and they've got that's a hell of cool. a
1: story to tell. Yeah. That's pretty good. And and everyone on the internet knows. Yeah,
0: they it. do cuz it's all over the internet. Mm-hmm. And all
2: of that's and really all of our funny. listeners in Rwanda as well.
0: That's right. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. Hey Rwanda. How, Wait, how
0: can those listeners in Rwanda the... become uh, more involved with, with us there, Greg?
2: Uh, well, our listeners in Rwanda and listeners everywhere else, including the United States of America, when you are done celebrating the uh, Team USA moving into the second round of the World Cup, you can hop on to our Patreon at uh, patreon.com slash giveme5podcast, and uh, you can become a patron. It's a mere five dollars. And you get a chance to do all sorts of fun stuff, like participate in our top five list and chat with us. And
1: uh, there's just fun things. Or for the people in Rwanda, cinco dólares
2: Yeah, I don't believe that's <laughs> it. At all. Wow. Um, I don't. <laughs> is that not the? I'm. I'm you know, I tried sure. to get us a tax break on the show by claiming that we're educational, and now you've ruined it. <laughs> Wait, and I'm literally, everyone education. that heard that is now dumber. Just. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> i'm just trying to communicate with our lovely lovely listeners from around the globe. it's funny because
2: it stayed pretty solid like it's not like it's like the numbers have been about the same so that is repeat listeners over there hmm. cool
1: and again to the people of rwanda <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Giddy. i'm trying you guys aren't even trying i'm sorry I... i'm getting him an atlas for Christmas, <laughs> a, a giant wall map. I used to teach. Yeah. I used to teach geography.
2: Okay, <laughs> <laughs> class, welcome That's to geography. First first thing no, no, we're no, no. going to talk geography.
1: about is how to conjugate nouns. <laughs> or as we, we say do. here in America, guten tag.
2: <laughs> so, welcome to
0: geography. geography.
2: Yeah, we're going to teach, <laughs> teach geography. The first thing uh, we're going to talk about is the Pythagorean theorem. Sir. Absolutely. Isn't that geometry? Do not talk back to me. Get out.
0: <laughs> oh, you done <laughs> messed okay, up now, AA Ron.
1: Yes. <laughs> well said. Well said.
2: Okay, we're getting to our topics here. I am going to talk about the Absolutely. Walking Dead finale. Did anyone watch it other than I, I me? i did not. I lost
1: okay. interest in the Walking Dead a long time ago. Yes. What, what, Rob? What about you? When? When was this?
0: I think the last the last season I saw was the one where they killed Carl. I I stopped watching before they even killed Rick.
1: Okay, I stopped when. What was his name? Negan. Yeah, when he shows up.
0: When they killed Glenn? And
1: do you remember when he? There, he kills Glenn, and he killed Abraham. the other guy whose name I can't remember. Yes. And then it was just. It was one of those things where like I just needed a minute and then I just kind of never went back. Gotcha.
0: You needed well, forever.
1: I and it turned out to be a long time. But I missed the show. So it was
2: uh I'm it was an interesting finale because it wasn't huge and overblown. Um oh. it was actually pretty good. I've I've actually enjoyed the past three seasons more so than most of the other seasons, to be honest.
0: Hm. Okay.
2: Um. Okay. Now, somewhere in there, I was watching more like, oh, this is on while I'm working. But the last couple seasons, I you know, kind of really zeroed in. So I can just kind of tell you where, where they ended up. They ended up uh, in this um, place called the Commonwealth, which mm-hmm. is very, very locked down. And they definitely did. And this is straight out of the comic, too. They definitely you – know, the head of the Commonwealth was like – I don't know if they actually got into this, but I think it was – Based, if it was based on the comic, the head of the Commonwealth was a former government official that kind of ended up being the next in line for the presidency after like you know everyone died all the way down to like the Secretary of Education or something.
0: Hmm.
2: Um, but anyway, so she was actually doing some corrupt stuff, and her son was a complete shithole. Uh, this was, of course, a little bit in the future from what you guys last saw, and her son was doing a bunch of. Uh, he was basically break tr- having like, the poorer people from this area break into um, houses to steal stuff for them, and led to basically everyone in the city kind of hating him. and there was, like, and she was trying to cover for him, So it was a, kind of a whole thing there. That was, like, the midway point of the season. Mm-hmm. So okay. when everything culminated, the people of the city were like, you yeah, know, we need to try this woman's son and she basically covered for him and got all pissed off and then riots happened in in the process the son got killed very painfully by a zombie it was actually kind of nice to watch his face get eaten off
1: Nice. and uh he's that bad of a character
2: yeah he was a complete piece of shit um so anyway yeah they uh did that and then so now of course because it was uh the our protagonist that revealed the fact that this person was bad um the woman wants to do like a mock trial and kick them out or kill them depending on who they were. Uh so this is kind of where it culminates. The zombies the thing I thought was handled really well, the zombies are starting to evolve at this point. And they did it over maybe two or three seasons where they started showing things like a zombie holding something in its hands. And they like So it was like super subtle. Yeah, and you're like taking note, I mean, it's like they—they're not driving cars or anything, but there, there's a couple little things, right. and then at one point there's a zombie that looks like. Did you guys ever see the Whisperers? Mm. The people that were like zombie skin as masks, so they could like. Yeah, maneuver. yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a couple. There's one of those, and you think like it climbs up onto like a. I think it's a, like a cargo thing that they're kind of hanging out on. You see one of them like get up on top of it, and you think it's just a whisperer that, that was part of it, and then after he kills the guy. He realizes that the person was a Whisperer that had died, so he was like a zombie under the skin, too. (laughs) And he's like, how did this guy just climb up a freaking ladder? So there's little things like that. So then, so basically, the walls that they built around the city are no longer safe. Um,
1: Because now they're learning how to...
2: To scale them. Yeah. So, of course, the city gets overrun. Um, There's the shock troopers from the city. There's our main characters, and then the zombies and... um, in the meantime, Negan and uh, – uh, what's her name? Glenn's wife, Maggie, Maggie is back. Oh. And they're M- Negan and Maggie are like, look, we got to take out Angela, I think is her name. Pamela. Uh, Pamela, sorry. Uh, she's the leader of this thing. They're going to take him out, and then Daryl – Wait, so now Negan Negan is like their ally? Negan is an ally. with the, It t- took a long time. This is way, way, way in the future from what you last saw. Okay. Like in between some of the seasons, mm-hmm. there's like four years where Negan was literally in prison the whole time. Oh, and, okay. but Maggie still hates Negan, of course, because he killed Maggie's sure. husband. But at some point this season, Negan basically put his life on the line to save uh, Glenn Jr., Maggie's son. So Maggie's, like, begrudgingly, like, okay. I know you're not going to stab me in the back, but that's kind of the extent of it. Um. Anyway, Daryl actually kind of talks him down and is like, and it culminates with them kind of teaming up to take out the zombies they end up there there's some class issues within this world and all of the rich people live in the estates and that's where and they were trying to push all of the zombies into the poorer areas um which is what was causing the problem the problem but it was actually easier for the like they were basically they the zombies ended up in the rich area anyway so that whole area gets blown up and it ends with um Various people going different different uh, directions. Like I said, it was pretty understated, but it was good. Um, very sad moment. Uh, Who's he who died? Um, uh, oh, the guy that's in uh, uh, the Harry Potter things, uh, that I and I really like him. Dan Fogel. His character dies, which sucks because he was really good. Mm-hmm. Um Wait, which... Hmm? He's been
0: in, no, which he was in the, the was? Fantastic Beasts.
2: Yeah. Dan oh, oh, oh. Yeah. So he was, I think he played like a math teacher or something, but he he dies. And then the big one, because she's been in there since season four, which seems like a long time. But um, it uh, was, I'm trying to look for the names here. Rosita? A- uh, Yes, there is. Thank you. Oh, yeah, I should have really spaced these up. Yeah, Rosita, if you, do was you remember her. That who came was, with Abraham, right? Yeah, she always had, like, the, the Fidel Castro-style hat on. Mm-hmm. So she gets bitten in the process of this, and she's dying, so she has one last dinner with all the remaining characters. And then it was actually freaking me out, because, like, they have her laying in bed, like, feverish and whatever, and they put her baby on the pillow next to her. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, she's going to turn. She's going to turn. What are you doing? What? what? No. <laughs> and then... They they dispatch her off camera, but um, it was it was you know the the last kind of togetherness of all the characters was actually really good, and the fact that like she knew she was going to go and have to leave her baby behind, which was actually very, you know a very poignant kind of end of everything. Um, Maggie and Egan actually team up at the end, and they're going to have their own spinoff show soon. I believe they're going to be uh, in New York uh, for Dead City. And then Rick and Michonne is going to have – or they're going to have a spinoff, figuring out where they ended up. And then uh, what's the other one? Uh, Daryl is also actually going to have a spinoff. The weird one about the Daryl spinoff, I think it's called Walking Dead, Daryl Dixon. Uh, He's going to France. Okay. Where – Weird. Yeah. um, So – I thought that was Because kind oceans of don't
0: exist, and you can just cross them, you know, however you want in times when there's, you know, no infrastructure and everything has collapsed. Well,
2: no, like, at this point, there's, it's, like, there's, like, some infrastructure coming back. Okay. Because, um, I mean, Judith is now, like, uh, 10 to 13 years old when she was a baby oh, in the early crazy. seasons.
3: Does, so, and
2: then Rick the Rick and Michonne Rick spinoff up by,
0: have Judith in it? Or did they just leave? Did he just leave his teenage daughter? Well, Rick, to defend for
2: herself? D- Rick blew up on a bridge and fell in water and got and got swept away and was then picked up. There's that weird Jada lady. Mm-hmm. So he, so they and um, Jada was basically trying to sacrifice Rick to this like other group of people that that we don't know who they were, but they had they had working helicopters. Whoever they were, so Rick ended up out there and then Michonne who was probably busy filming Black Panther, um, was not really seen at all in the season. So she was out looking for Rick. So we don't actually know if she found him or not, but obviously it's just going to be another show that she did. So, interesting. I was engaged. Um, I thought one thing that was really interesting was they actually stopped desaturating the color at the very end. So everything was always kind of like that tone, mm-hmm. dulled down color kind of thing, grayish, green, whatever. Uh, they actually let there be bright colors at the very end, so it was a, it was kind of a, a neat way to close it off. And I do hope that they don't do that in the future seasons of the other shows because uh, it got that part gutted for me at least. The same you know type of environment all the time. Hmm. But yeah, I thought it was actually a pretty good ending.
1: Why do you think they changed the
2: color? Because at the very end, it was like everything was good. Like at that point that people were like okay. zombies were no longer as much of a threat after like there was like a few <clears> giant herds, one of ha- one of which just got blown up. And the people that kinda of, that took over Ezekiel took over the city and they show it like a year later and it actually is a well run semi utopia. Where they're not you know, the the various cities are actually working together and not resorting to like well, eating people.
1: Right, or literally
2: you know, wearing skin or whatever other weird crap other people did. So it seemed at that point fairly sta- utopian.
1: It was starting to become like humanity again. Yeah.
2: Like even Alexandria where they had lived, they had like all of the names of the people that died throughout the show like painted on the wall. Um, Maggie went back to the hilltop area where she was and, and was raising her kids. So, um, Wow. Okay. I think it's worth watching the last couple seasons. Hmm. <clears throat> All right, then. Very cool. Uh, I feel like Rob is going to have a very spirited conversation next.
0: Actually, I was going to jump uh, over to another I series and do Warrior Nun.
2: Okay. Well, you should do that, then.
0: I'm going to do that. Okay. Um, Please do. Great, right then. <laughs>
2: yeah. Fine.
0: Oops. Be that way. i messed it up um warrior nun is a netflix show that was the season one was released kind of during the pandemic so it was like 2020 that season one came out and they just put season two out and it was released on november 10th of 2022 and again, we have a lot of the returning people. We've got uh, Alba Baptista as the lead character. We've got Christina Tonteri Young, uh, Lorena Andrea, Tristan Yuloa, uh, Thekla Rutin, Olivia Declan, Sylvia DeFonti, Peter De Jersey, Wha- <laughs> Joaquim de Almeida. There's a lot of days here. De Almeida and William Miller, uh, along with. Mina, Rayanne, and Jack Malarkey, and the synopsis you know is is still basically kind of the same. Uh, after waking up in a morgue, an orphan teen discovers she now possesses superpowers as the chosen halo bearer for a secret sect of demon hunting nuns. So I was I was actually really excited for this show to return. Um, I I thoroughly enjoyed season one. This season, however did take me a couple of episodes to get into it. Um, I'm kind of debating whether or not that was because when I started it, I wasn't really ready for it, and I kind of wasn't paying attention, so that may have had a little bit to do with it. Um, But I have had other people tell me that they liked this season more than they liked season one, so it it could be just me. Um, But it did pick up, and I really kind of got into it, and... The premise of this season is that the Sisterhood of the Cruciform Sword is headed into a confrontation with the supposed angel, Adriel. He's the one that they released at the end of the first season, thinking that he was, you know, they thought that he was the one who had had gifted them with the powers of the warrior nun. Um, But now he's amassing followers and playing like the second coming of Christ. And in fact, he's kind of referring to himself as the Messiah and, and you know, Christ, and he's trying to get people to believe that, and people are worshiping him like he's God. And he's trying to take on that role. Um, The sisters, of course, aren't fooled. There's a little unexplained help that comes at the end, but maybe they're leaving the explanation for that for season three, Um, as they're helped by another being. But there's, there's already petitions out there to get a season three because after season two ended, people were just, and they left it wide open for season three. So I'm hoping that they don't end it there. I'm hoping that they keep going, but just in case Netflix wasn't planning on renewing it, there's already, there's already petitions out there. (laughs) Now the the show had a lot of the of course the religious dogma that we're used to seeing in in shows that kind of revolve around churches and the organiza- and those types of organizations. Um there was also a lot of uh subterfuge and a lot of a lot of uh paramilitary activity in the show. Um the it was interesting the way that they took out The bad guy, um... The hero wasn't necessarily the one who did it, although the hero was kind of responsible for it. Um, but the show was very well done. And, I mean, the acting is top-notch. I I enjoyed it very much. The guy who plays Adriel is just kind of creepy. He plays the the self-righteous, uh... The (laughs) self-righteous and the slimy role all at once, and it's very good. Um what else can i tell you about this uh there's there's some interesting subplots going on there's a almost a like a love triangle between you know guy girl girl but the girl's at the center of the love triangle um kind of like she doesn't know which way she's going and there's a couple of surprise return characters the one that we haven't gotten back and i and I believe, I, because I did some research on it, one of the very popular characters from season one did not return, and that was Shotgun Mary. She did not return for season two, but I believe it was because she had a family emergency just as they were getting ready to start filming and had to leave, so they kind of had to ride her out. So they, I think they've left it open for her to return if she's able to come back for the next season. But she I believe it was like an illness in the family or something that she had to go and take care of um her loved ones. And you know, of course that family always comes first. I understand that. But hopefully they'll be able to get her back for season three because she is one of those characters that I really enjoyed. I I, I like Shotgun Mary a lot.
2: <coughs> I've really got to remember the show.
1: Hope everything's okay in her family. Yeah.
0: Yeah, me too. I mean, you don't you don't ever want to you don't you don't ever want to see that yeah. or, or hear about that. No. It's sad,
1: but I'm trying, like
2: agreed. I have very vivid memories of what I think was Warrior Nun, mm-hmm. but it seems like I just watched that recently, not two years ago.
0: Yeah, it was twenty twenty, and
2: like, like there was one show where like a girl and her friends like break into a mansion, at, and are like partying on like a pet like a higher up patio outside mm-hmm. at the very like the very first episode is that and i'm thinking that was warrior none no no i do not what one was that, that. I, I don't hmm. know uh, it's something we watched <laughs>
0: i don't believe that was warrior none but it's been a long time since i've seen the first season so but, I mean, if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. It was it was a very enjoyable show. I mean, like all of it, season one and season two. Definitely worth watching. <clears throat> and it, it two seasons, you've got a solid weekend of binging there. So, if you haven't seen it, check out Warrior Nun on Netflix.
3: Okay, I will.
2: I will do that. Again, that's the Absolutely. reason I haven't watched it, because I'm trying to remember the first season. Uh, if... So I know I probably need to revisit that, unless there's a really good breakdown of what happened the first season.
0: Break it down. Huh.
2: Yeah. Maybe someone out there can nice. listen, like become a patron and then tell me. Huh? And pay us $5 so they can get my shit straight. I like the way that works.
1: It would almost be worth it. <laughs> the,
2: the world would be better off, trust me. Like
1: I'm just gonna pay the five bucks and just set this motherfucker
3: like.
2: Oh, I mean, I'll, I'll even really? let them use like, like, uh, swear words, slanderous terms. I don't care.
1: <laughs> That's gonna. They're gonna do that anyway. Yeah. You might as well. Yeah, might as well make some money it. on it. <laughs>
2: um, where are we going here? You want to hit us with some uh, Wednesday? Action? So much. I think I was gonna close sure. out with Wednesday, but oh, I don't okay. what else? Because I don't know what else we would close out with. That's like the most popular one. We got to make them wait.
0: Well, also Slumberland.
2: Mm-hmm. I was but, actually thinking about let's uh, well, let's do Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, or ga- Guardians of the Galaxy? Since I spelled it wrong. Guardians. Uh,
1: yes. I gotta. All right. What's the deal with this? Chris? Is it like a movie? Is it a little half an hour thing? What, what are we looking at? Uh, it is forty
2: minutes. And um, okay. I didn't actually copy over the information, so I'm doing that right now.
1: Okay, fair enough. Well, you know I what that, wasn't forty I minutes. I think it's a fun idea. What's that?
2: The movie Spirit. Are you copying it over. Oh. Oh no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> on Apple TV.
1: <clears throat> okay, spirited it is.
0: It was. It was actually released on November 11th of this year. And like I said, it's on Apple TV. It's directed by Sean Anders. And it does star, uh, Will Ferrell, Ryan Reynolds, Octavia Spencer, Patrick Page, Sunita Mani, Lauren G. Woods, Tracy Morgan, Joe Tippett, and Marlo Barkley. And this is basically a musical retelling of A Christmas Carol with a twist. And, oh my God, I was bored right out of the gate they they really did not hook me much at like any point. I mean, maybe I begrudgingly joined in like halfway through the movie, but like I said, it's a musical the musical numbers aren't great there there was maybe one in the middle that was okay um, the twist was. Kind of interesting, even if it was a little bit telegraphed, and ultimately it had an okay ending, but, I mean, it wasn't fantastic, you know? And clocking in at over two hours, it it was a bit of a Yuletide slog, if you will. See what I did there?
2: Breaking out the old Yule slog.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was a Yule slog. So if you're dying to watch something Christmassy that you haven't seen fifty times already, I guess you could give it a go. But
2: Dare dare I say frankincense and shit.
0: <laughs> but honestly, I oh I I might just recommend watching your favorite Christmas Christmas movie one more time. Get that number up to fifty one. I mean Did I want to jab my eyes out with a sharp stick? No, it it wasn't that bad. Would I have have rather had another screening of Scrooged? Or The Christmas Chronicles? Or A Christmas Story? Home Alone? Krampus? The Boy Called Christmas? The Night Before? Die Hard? Gremlins? Christmas Chronicles 2? It's A Wonderful Life? How the Grinch Stole Christmas? Nightmare Before Christmas? Elf? I mean...
2: Uh, Um, Omar, do you want to go talk about music on a different podcast?
1: <laughs> <What>? <laughs> like, let him you know, list all the. I mean, it...
2: like, I mean, we can probably come back in about three hours.
1: <laughs> and... so,
0: it it wasn't it wasn't good. I mean, it wasn't terrible, but it certainly wasn't worth two hours of my life. How about that?
2: That's fair. I was actually going to watch that. That's no, fair. I'm not
0: Oh, no, 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 and the no, no, I want you to watch it, Greg, that is your homework and your penance, you should watch that, no, yes, I've,
2: I've, I have seen so few Christmas movies,
0: and well, I know you hate musicals, that's why I want you to watch it,
1: yeah, <laughs> no, like I've, I've, yeah, I'm not a fan of musicals, either. you should watch like, it too, more. I've, ne-
2: I've still never seen Home Alone, Ugh. straight through, I gotta do that at some point, Christmas Story, I've never seen it th- straight through, I've seen it out of order,
1: Christmas Story is great. I, Home Alone's just like, to me. I mean, that's fine. But whatever. Krampus? Well, I've seen that. I've like, never seen Krampus. What? That's fantastic.
0: That's, that's a good one. You should watch that. Yeah. Actually, A Boy Called I Christmas was one that. I discovered last year, and I reviewed it on this podcast, and it's actually really good. It
1: okay. It does sound familiar. The
0: Night Before was a funny one as well.
1: I always go back to Elf. I mean, Elf is probably one of
0: the few Will Ferrell movies that I can actually stand. I'm not a huge fan of Will Ferrell. I think Mm -hmm. he's much better as a supporting character than he is a star.
1: That's fair. Okay. But Elf. There's definitely a a specific style there.
0: Elf is an exception. Mm -hmm. Elf works for him, but a lot of the, a lot of the other movies that I've seen with him, I'm just, I'm just like, eh, all right.
1: All right. So, but uh, The Night Before
0: I, is that movie with uh, Seth Rogen and his two friends where they go out. That's the one where Seth Rogen is, like, stoned in church, and he's wearing a Hanukkah yes. sweater in, in a yes. Catholic mass. Not I
2: sorry. actually watch that, that very frequently. I watch that one and uh, Harold and Kumar Save Christmas. Like, nice. <laughs> Every year. Nice.
3: Okay,
1: well. <laughs> I, I will say I have
0: added Christmas Chronicles to my rotation because I do really enjoy that movie.
2: Nice. Alrighty. I, I'm going to talk about Christmas, too.
1: and hmm. I'm like now going to talk about the Guardians sequel? of the Galaxy.
2: Yes. I'm going to talk about Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special, which came out, uh, I believe, about two days ago.
0: I've been—I'm sorry. I've been sitting here all day trying to figure out what movie comes out this weekend that I knew I wanted to see. I couldn't remember what it was. Talking about Christmas movies made me remember it. Violent Night uh, is the, the one that comes yes, out this Yes, Violent weekend. Night, yeah.
2: Yeah, I'm seeing that. Night. okay. I need to see that. Mm-hmm. So tell us about Guardians willing, of the Galaxy. If, if, Christmas you're, if you're willing to make your way down my sure, make sure. your way down this way, uh you could see it with me. Because I have a I have that the regal pass, but I can only use it in my theater.
0: Well, that may happen. Nice.
2: Uh so uh Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas Special, I have watched it twice. Nice. I watched it this afternoon. It was I I watched it. uh, I'll say watched it loosely while I was on my lunch break, you know, just because I knew I was going to watch it with my family, and it was great. So we watched it again right before we started recording here. Um, So it came out, I believe, November 28th of this year. Uh, It is on Disney+. And um, the basic story of it is uh, Star-Lord, Drax, Rocket, Mantis, and Groot engage in some spirited shenanigans of in an all new original special created for Disney Plus. That's a really stupid uh description on IMDb. I apologize. Were for there that.
0: harbulary batteries?
2: There were no harbulary batteries. Okay. I don't even know what that is.
0: That was from Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Ah. Where he kept saying, so basically, kept saying the name of the battery and Drax kept making it up as he went along.
2: Uh, okay. So what what the deal is on this one is um Peter Quill has uh, had a terrible Christmas many years ago because he was trying to celebrate Christmas with the um the the one uh, Ravager guy that's not Yondu like the buddy the one that's the director's brother actually right. the weird looking
0: um, one the skinny one
2: yeah 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 so he was trying to celebrate when when he was a kid and Yondu came in and it was like Ravagers don't give presents they just take and and they work for everything they have and all that and he like destroys the Christmas tree and so that's like. In pure Christmas fashion, that's an animated section. So nice. they decide to, yeah. So then they decide to to give Peter Quill a good Christmas. Um, Drax and um, Mantis do, and this the most of the movie follows Drax and Mantis, where they decide to go to Earth and kidnap Kevin Bacon because that is the one person that Peter that Peter <laughs> Quill has talked about the most, and they actually of of course believe that that Kevin Bacon not only. Um, taught an entire town to dance. So they think you know he's real. Um and also defeated Jason cuz uh Peter Quill forgot that Jason actually stuck an arrow through his throat. Yeah. Um so they go to kidnap him and bring him back. And that's basically the the, the overall story. Um there's a lot of, I found a lot of laugh out loud moments. Um Mantis was was great. Like her interactions with Drax were were hilarious oh they're they're really Um, good
0: in the second movie too i i I like the way that they play off each other
2: yeah and there's like some like it's one of those things you you really can't describe humor but like there's a couple of those things where like you know drax will make a comment to her and she's like yeah yeah okay whatever you know like you ate all of the rest of the the zargnuts or whatever it is and she's like yeah okay fine he's like and then she says something he's like yeah it's just like the time you ate all the zargnuts and like you know when they do that character shift where like the female character is goes from being sweet to like stop talking about the snarknuts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's like little jokes like that or and she played them really really well. Um Kevin Bacon is of course in it and he is pretty much game for anything. And I love when actors will will play themselves and play that exaggerated version of themselves. Right. Um with you know where and and there's there's a lot a lot of jokes about actors. Because when they find out that he's an actor, they're like, oh, God, you're an actor? Barf. Man, actors suck. And like <laughs> – so like – you know, it's just, there's just little gags like that that are great. Um, And I don't, don't want to ruin it, but there's – Mantis has the best line in the whole thing about Kevin Bacon, and you just, you'll know what I'm talking about when you get to it. Isn't um, it
0: written here in bold?
2: It is. I was referring to the listeners, not
0: – Oh. Yeah, so you'll just but, ruin it for us, you dick.
2: Well, I didn't think you could read. <laughs> Fair point. Yeah. You finally shown me something new in forty-five years. Um Yeah, so you know, it's it's really cute. It's forty-five minutes. There is a little bit of a after credit scene. Um you have to put aside like for these type of Christmas special type movies, you have to put aside some stuff. Like you can't like if you're one of those nerds that'd be like, Well, how would this have happened? You know, that, that was destroyed in the first three minutes of this movie. Why was it back? Like, you can't do that with this kind of Christmas thing. You know, like, there's some surprise Christmas shenanigans and obviously everything is very well decorated and the presents are perfectly wrapped and, like, there's, so this actually isn't much of a thing. So Groot makes presents for everybody and they're like little dioramas that are made out of, like, carved wood and they're of stuff that he wasn't there for. So, like, it's really it's it's a cute little gag, but like it happens immediately after this the sequence, and it's like hand carved scenes from the movie, and so it's one of those things that like obviously you have to kind of put that type of stuff aside and just enjoy it and laugh at what you're seeing. Um, but speaking of adding it to your uh, your what did you call it your Christmas sequence rotation. or your yes, um, I will add this to my Christmas rotation. I really enjoyed it. It had, it actually had really good Christmas music in it, because they used like punk bands and stuff. Oh wow! And then the was it Olds eighty seven? Is that the name of the band or something? It's there's a band. Oh yeah, yeah. Old eighty seven. So they actually something. It's a, something like it's that. like a real indie band, and um, them and James Gunn actually wrote like a funny Christmas song where it's um they're like in the movie as aliens on nowhere, and. They're like basically the Christmas story. Like they're getting all of the Christmas traditions wrong, and they're singing about how humans are weird. But it seems like fun anyway. You know, like
0: <laughs> like Santa's
2: a master burglar and can pick locks, and he'll go to your house. And if you're not having fun, he's gonna throw uh, uh the sugar plums at your head and stuff like that. <laughs> wow, so, yeah, it's fun. Watch it.
0: I I think I will. That sounds that sounds like it's right up my alley. Mm-hmm.
2: And the songs like the the songs they wrote for it is actually good like I add I went on and I actually added it to my playlist oh, nice. on my phone so I could like, cause, so I didn't like forget to go back and listen to it so That's what we got. That's that. Guardians of the Galaxy. Where are we at?
0: Well, I think I'm going to hit uh another movie that I I think has been pretty popular. However, it's it's been it's been uh criticized a little bit. Um
2: tell me about Slumberland.
0: Slumberland, actually, is a Netflix movie that was released on November 11th. It's directed by Francis Lawrence, and it does star Jason Momoa, Marlowe Barkley, Chris O'Dowd, Kyle Chandler, Cameron Nickel, Antonio Rain Pastore, Waruch Opia, India de Beaufort, uh, Chris Da de Silva, Yana McIntosh, Jacob So. And the synopsis is uh, basically a young girl discovers a secret map to the dream world of Slumberland. And with the help of an eccentric outlaw, she traverses dreams and flees nightmares with the hope that she will be able to see her late father again. So, honestly, I, I I had been anticipating the release of this movie because it looked pretty good from the trailer. After it came out, there were a lot of people it was like review bombed. People were bagging on it really hard and and I honestly have no idea why. The movie was super cute. I mean it had all of the right elements in the right places. It 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 is a family movie. It does deal with a tough subject for children. But ultimately, you know, it's about the it's about the journey that a young girl and her uncle go on, you know, when her father is lost at sea and she's forced to go live with him. Um, she, she learns that she can like kind of dream walk or whatever through her dreams. And she's got some sense of control over them. And her, her father and her uncle used to do that. But her uncle says that he doesn't dream anymore. Um, and so she becomes, she becomes, um, partnered up with this character in, in the dream world, who's you know just just the exact opposite of her uncle. Or, you know, her uncle is like really weird. He likes uh he likes locks and sells locks. He's a lock salesman. He's a door lock salesman. And the things that he likes to do in his spare
2: time. It seems like, to be pretty lucrative based on the looks of that apartment in the location. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, you know, he likes to play a game where he sets a uh, a um cell block door like a lock from the cell block door of Alcatraz on a table and see how long it takes him to unlock it with his lockpicks. Um, but the dreams in this, in this movie, I I do that too.
2: Yeah, I know I use, I do that with Omar's chastity belt.
0: belt. Ah,
1: nice. Yeah. Um,
2: that's what happens. You do 350 damn episodes or something.
0: Yep. The, uh, (laughs) the dreams that she that she ends up going through are great i mean i i love the dreams at the end you find out who the actual dreamers are um my my favorite's were the canadian guy they they talk about um riding on a giant goose is the number 1 dream in canada
2: <laughs> not true actually i looked it up but i'm and, pretty sure everyone else did because it, it, it like when i was watching it i i googled that mm-hmm. and it actually auto completed Nice. Like, I forget what I type, but Canadian, like, I don't know, Canadian Dream, Giant Goose, something like that, but it's apparently not that.
0: Right. Well, it was still funny. Oh, it was very funny. (laughs) And they talk about it, and there's a Canadian guy riding a goose in one of the dreams. He was hilarious, but my favorite one was the little Asian kid that was driving a garbage truck. And every time they saw him, they they would get in the cab of his truck, and he would turn and look at him and be like, I'm driving my truck. <laughs> <laughs> like and he was, he was way like,
2: too small. I, I for knew this seat. had to. Be. What's that? The the word um, flip is like I knew this had to be a kid because of the way he was turning or something like that. Yeah, yeah, quartered.
0: that's that's the one. And the the kid looks absolutely ridiculous. He's in one of those like uh, jumpsuits, you know, that zip up the front, and he's got his hair slicked back like a greaser, and these big old gla- these big old uh, glass fr- glasses frames that are too big for his face. And he just turns and he's got this goofy-ass smile on his face and he's like, I'm driving my truck! It's like, oh my god. <laughs> I love this kid. Um, the The little girl, actually, in this movie, and her name is Nemo, by the way, in the movie. And that's significant, I guess, because the main character of the story that this movie is based on is named Nemo. I believe it's Nemo yeah. and Dreamland is the is what uh, this story is. Uh, it's a, Nemo played. and
2: Slumberland. It was a I believe it's a, a French comic from many many years ago. Yeah, and it was a Nintendo game too, where you flew around yes. on a bed and.
0: Was it Nemo and Slumberland? Really? It actually was Slumberland. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the character NES game. The the little girl's name is Nemo. Um, she's the emotional lead of this movie. She she carries it, even if at times she's a little over the top but it it's still believable cuz i mean anybody who's got kids or has seen kids knows their kids aren't always rational um that no. sometimes adults aren't either um mm-hmm. jason Momoa absolutely delivers as the uh, childlike ego that's lost in the dream world and chris odowd i don't know if you've seen him in any of his other stuff um he is perfect as the eccentric uncle in this. He he plays it off excellently and the end there's a nice little turn and he fits he fits both roles equally and it's it's it it's a really sweet movie. It's a good family flick you can sit down and watch it with your kids. I I highly recommend it. I don't really think that there's anything too scary in the movie. I mean there's one or two suspenseful parts, but there's not really anything that's like super scary. So, again, it's something that you can sit down and watch with your kids, and there's not a ton of those around that are any good, but this is one of them.
2: There's a couple things I really liked about this. First of all, I'll give uh you a hint. Nemo, the character, um, it it was a comic strip from Windsor McKay. Um, It started in October 15th of 1905, and it ended January 9th of 1927. And it's it's definitely one of the more, uh, I guess... uh, not inspirational but it was it was a it was groundbreaking for its Mm -hmm. time Mm -hmm. um i really liked that the uncle was just kind of awkward and weird and just kind of boring versus a lot of time when you get kids movies and the parents die and they they end up going to the the evil stepmother's house Mm -hmm. or the the people that no one in their right mind would ever drop a kid off at right um you know it's like (laughs) they always go to the house that has like you know spikes on the door and like you know just (laughs) like i don't know ever literally every kid's movie seems to have that Mm -hmm. um so i saw that uh i also uh, i love kyle chandler the dad Um, yeah i love him as an actor and i was super excited to see him um even though he was in there for a very short period of time um and i did now did you actually see this or are you the movie yeah i saw it oh okay I thought you said you watched it. I watched it with everyone on uh, Thanksgiving night. I believe. Nice. Okay. Um, Kid actually didn't like it quite as much. Really. Uh, He found the returning to the dreams to be a little repetitive. Okay. Um, And were they always? Did they always look the same? uh, They did, but they were beautiful. So I kind of didn't care. Like They followed the same uh, path okay.
0: because they were following a map, so they followed the path through Slumberland to get to where they were trying to go.
2: But, like, there's one portion okay. with the bathroom that was, like, really, like, art deco and shiny and stuff. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was the, the like, butterfly thing where, like, the whole – it was, like, what dreams may come for, like, where everything was colorful and made out of yeah. something that was living. And it was just – so I thought art director art direction-wise was really, really good um huh. so i'm not sure i'm wondering personally i'm wondering if there was something else like that he didn't like possibly the something happening to the father hmm. um because he's very sensitive he was to something off that, by it yeah that but um <coughs> so like yeah Don't he, would, he started getting old, antsy and like Disney movies. yeah right so um but yeah I, I i enjoyed it very much and it was cute and um, I don't really have anything bad to say about it.
0: Yeah, like, like I said, oh, I Jason don't understand Momoa's... all the hate that it got. I mean, because when I saw it, I think it was rated like a low six, and I'm like, it's definitely better. Huh. I don't
2: know if you People don't think it's better that than They made six? Nemo a girl? Oh, it's definitely better than a low
1: six. Okay. That's weird, though. Who knows? You know. People are weird. I
2: I, I, I mean, stuff
1: like people that. are strange.
2: I, I reserve my low sixes when for like. There like, you
0: go. Thank you.
2: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Wait, are we on like our last one? Or we? Or did we forget something? No, I've.
0: Like I we have. We
3: have Wednesday. I think we have Wednesday. No, we, we, have Wednesday.
1: Are, we are on. It is Wednesday. Today's Wednesday, actually it is Wednesday. So. We're gonna do Wednesday. Oh, okay, on cool. Wednesday. Sweet.
2: So now I'm now I'm scrolling to find where I typed the stuff about Wednesday, um, Walking Dead. Uh, scrolling down, Wednesday. It was really good, by the way. I love. I haven't watched all of it, yet, but
0: I've heard it's really good.
2: Wednesday came out. Uh, we'll just say last week, so November twenty something, because I didn't. <laughs> I Apparently typed over it <coughs> with the other stuff, but um, uh, it is on Netflix. It stars um, Jenny Ortega as Wednesday louis guzman the first celebrity i actually met by the way louis guzman at the oh you met him i i sat behind him on a flight to california actually he's not really the first he's the first actor that i met if i was behind him on a flight to where you went to flew into the long beach airport and i was like that guy looks like that one actor that because he like he looks very recognizable But anyway uh katherine zeta jones is morticia gwendolyn christie Principal Weems, Ricky Lindholm, who you will also recognize when you see her, is Dr. Kinbot, and Christina Ricci is actually in this as well as Marilyn Thornhill. Nice. Uh, follows Wednesday Adams' years as a student when she attempts to master her emerging psychic ability, thwart and solve the mystery that embroil- and solve the mystery that embroiled her parents. Um, so, first of all, uh, did Wednesday have any sort of psychic abilities in? Previous things where, like, if she could touch something, she could kind of see the I future. Don't,
0: I don't think so, but I mean, uh, I, I, never I don't really remember any of that. the Adams family, so
2: yeah, same. So, either way, this <coughs> does that where she'll like brush against someone and like see something terrible about to happen to them, and she can't really control it yet. But it's the thing I like about it. Um, so I'll tell you, this got this show, show caught me right at the beginning because you know, she has that very because, um, the actress Jenny Ortega was great. Or Jenna Ortega? Is it Jenna or Jenny? Jenny. Jenny Ortega is Ortega. I think it's Jenna. Jenny? Jenny? She's... At least
0: that's what you wrote here.
2: Yeah, I might be wrong. But figure it out. Um, she's awesome at it, and she totally gets the like dry whatever, and it doesn't look like she's smirking her way through it, which like some people have a hard time of being dry without like getting the little smirk on their lips. <clears throat> and her brother gets stuffed in a locker. She goes and rescues the brother, and she's like, tell me who it was. Don't lie to me. Finds out it's the like jocks on the water polo team. This is like how the show basically opens. Finds out it's the jocks on the polo, the water polo team. So she goes in and they're like, "Oh, look, it's it's Piggsley's bro- sister." Yeah, you know, what are you gonna do? So she walks over to the side of the pool and drops piranhas into the pool, and like they do that like crazy camera where the camera is like moving back as the piranhas are like swimming through the water towards everyone. Mm, okay, and that's <clears throat> and it's just like it's the per- it's perfectly shot. Um it's perfectly edited her like the way they cut the like her saying okay tell me what happened to like that shot it's just like okay this is in good hands mm-hmm. and from the episode i haven't actually finished it yet cuz i as soon as i saw it i'm like oh my wife would like this so we're kind of going slow through it but um you know it's just
0: that's what she the
2: got. yeah sure we can say that <laughs> um, but of course that's why she gets kicked out of school cuz she you know fed the jocks to to uh piranhas so she ends up going to this to this other school called nevermore and it's you kind of forget the you kind of forget that the adams family actually does exist in a world where supernatural stuff is like out and about so like when they're doing like the cliques in the school there's like the one of the cliques is like what you would consider vampires and one of them is what you would consider werewolves and uh warlocks
1: and things like that um there's a a I... There's there's a cool scene where werewolves are mentioned with the lady who's driving.
2: I might not have seen that part yet. Oh, maybe.
1: It's early, early, very, very, very early on. It when they're
2: going, when she's going to the, um, the psychologist. So you, you've seen it?
1: I've seen a little bit of the first episode. Okay. But it's a throwback to Large Marge.
2: Oh, yes, 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 because it is Tim Burton, by the way. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, I forget what is she, what is she really says. Um, she he, says, tell, tell Large, large yard, uh, sent ya. She never says it, but she has the same look. And she's driving it, like, not a big whatever, semi-rig or mm-hmm. whatever, but it, it's the same thing, and even the same sort of demeanor and everything about it is weird. It's very well done. Yeah. <clears throat> and she,
2: uh, so, uh... No, she, like, her reactions to everything are great. Uh, Wednesday's reactions um her roommate is her roommate reminds me a lot of um and I'm going to be dropping Harry Potter references left and right now so rob you can fill in the blanks um the really colorful girl that's dad runs the newspaper um she's like blonde yeah yeah uh, she's one of the about, students um,
0: oh god why did um luna <laughs> luna lovegood
2: luna yeah so like the the her roommate reminds me uh. of luna so it's like they've got one of those big circular like stained glass windows and she's like painted it all colorful and Wednesday what walks in. Luna's last Love, name. Lovegood. Oh, something else. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <clears throat> um, okay. So they they all like right, I uh, want to
1: refocus. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
2: Sorry. Uh, so yeah, they they walk into the room and she's got like the big like circular window painted all like brightly colored. And Wednesday's like, oh god, like I'm allergic to color. It makes the flesh want to peel off my body. That kind of stuff. And. So there's that kind of stuff but it definitely has like I saw someone r- r- say that it was like um watching Harry Potter as if um it was through the eyes of Slytherin as the good guys
0: mm, Okay
2: um so there's that it's I mean a lot of people watched it it I think it broke the record it broke the one week record that was formerly held by Stranger Things season 4 uh with Yeah for the amount of hours watched Yeah <clears throat> um that is 341.23 million hours viewed. Holy shit. Over schnuckies. 50 million households watched the,
1: the series in the first week. Wow. Um, I've been seeing on some social media that they were saying that, like, move over Christina Ricci because she's she's doing a better job, or she did a better job yeah. than Christina I like Ricci. I the fact that
2: Christina Ricci's in it. So,
1: Well, that's cool. Well, what do you think about that? Do you have an opinion on whether she, i think they i think they do it i mean it's the same character, but i think
0: i mean I heard I that think she they both have their them, merits. but i i didn't I don't know that I necessarily heard that she did it better but i have heard that she i failed.
1: i saw that in – yeah she does she kills it for sure there's I, no I think it's
2: like saying Jack Nicholson as the joker versus uh, what's his face
1: that's kind of how I see
2: yeah. it. Two different – It's just a different can't, approach. Campy yeah. versus a little more modern sensibility. Right, um, right, right, right. If right. I had to – if they were making a movie and you were to he put Christina Ricci hmm? – Yeah, Heath Ledger. He yes, thank you. Uh, if you were making a movie and I had to pick like Christina Ricci at that age or Jenny or Jenna Ortega, I think it is Jenna, whatever, her, uh, I would actually pick Jenna Ortega. I like her better. Cause she's, Did you? Yeah. Because she's a little more edgy, and there's she has a lot. There's just there's something about the way she delivers jokes about her mom. Because there's like she's at that teenage years where like mm-hmm. everything the mom says to her, she's like yes, but then I'm going to be exactly like you, and I don't want that. And like you know, the, right, um, right, right. And the parents are like still doing you know they do the lovey dovey thing, and she's like oh god. <laughs> like, so it's just it's that kind of stuff, and it's just, it's the delivery
1: is great. I like Luis Guzmán when he's like. When he- He's saying bye to her at the school and he's all emotional. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like stone faced, she's like, emotion equals death. Or whatever. <laughs> and the, her, now, her reference. Now, Good. here's another
0: one. Luis Guzman or Raul Julia?
1: Raul Julia. Yeah, I would go. It it and and again, it's it's just written differently. Mm-hmm. It's it's you know, the nineties was a different like cinema was different. Uh, What was considered funny and quirky and weird was different. I think Christina Ricci, well, that whole crew from the movie was kind of trailblazing it in a way. Um, But they, they did nail it for our, for, for 2022 as well. Like for the new one, they, they, I think they did a great job.
0: Oddly enough Um, though, I think that that Raul Julia is another one of those ones that, potentially falls into that they will always be this character for me
2: yeah yeah that you know because
0: we've talked about that on on several different uh several different episodes you know characters who who you've seen played by multiple people but there's one person in particular that will just always be that character for you
1: yeah yeah that's fair um i think this one these two versions of them these two movies i think they'll be compared for forever, like people will always be debating, mm-hmm. and it, and I mean that in a good way. I think that's cool because I think both of them have like are great and they and they deserve their time in the uh pop culture you know spotlight because they're, they're both very good.
2: Mm-hmm. Now, there <laughs> is a um, like one of the quotes that she says, uh, someone tells her, Oh, you better get on Instagram and this and that. Her roommate does, who's all cheery and happy like, I find social media to be a soul-sucking void of meaningless affirmation.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what she he says. She is my soulmate.
2: So <laughs> she's talking and when one of the brothers like, you know, I'm going to miss you, but I'll be fine kind of thing. And she turns she to her brother and says, you're soft and weak. You'll never survive without me. I give you two months tops.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. But in the 90s, that I mean, I guess the 90s one was edgy too you know for its time
2: that was way more kid friendly but um it was so there's that uh there's a you know, it's a little bit of a murder mystery kind of situation because the the mom went to that school and there's some you know, there's some sinister stuff going on uh when they i've noticed a lot of shows we just watched we just reviewed another show recently a couple weeks ago where they did some stuff with the camera to make people like faces look like kind of weird like kind of like they're you're looking through a peephole at them they do it with the psychologist yeah it's like it's like a subtle fish eye lens though where it just kind of pulls the face just a little bit they do that like at the when on certain characters so i don't actually know what the mystery is yet like the solution is yet but they definitely make you kind of suspicious of everyone with the camera work and the editing uh, which i find interesting as well so um look everyone's seen this and Everyone that hasn't knows someone that is telling them to see it. Uh this is another one that the reviews are really, really bad. Really? Like when you say Were they? Like when you see the the user review, like the critic reviews was like in the fifty five percent and the user the viewership ones were in the seventies, but I again think that was review bombed. Hmm. Because there's like seventies well, is really low because like even you take like a crappy movie, some there's people that'll push it up by being like, Oh, that was that movie was awesome. You know, I love the remake of Point Break. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's funny because you're the only one that yeah. saw it, and I <laughs> am going to love kicking you in the testicles.
0: Yeah, it's easy to be it's easy to be a ten when only one person sees it and rates it a ten.
2: Yeah, like you know, the when first the, RoboCop was good, but that remake is the only one was who fantastic. The movie. Yeah, but yeah. It, this is actually very good. The RoboCop. God, that was terrible. That movie is so bad, I've literally seen it three times by accident. Like, I was like, oh, I don't think I ever saw that. And then I watch it, and I'm like, oh,
1: I guess I, I did. I remember the scene. Yeah.
2: yeah, and then I did it again. That. I did that with the remake of Total yep. Recall, too. Like, that's how unmemorable those movies are. Oh,
1: The remake of Total Recall was so, like, that one just stays with me. That one is in my dreams. Like, not my good dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think that's remake it. Remake
0: of
1: <clears throat> The Lion King. Oh, God. Okay. Omar,
0: step away from the
1: microphone. Just let him go. We'll come back in the morning.
0: Although <laughs> I will say the remake of Fright Night was was not my favorite.
1: I don't think what I really? saw that one. The original's so good. I'm oh, afraid the to original is so good. taint it. Yeah. Well, gentlefolk,
2: we just talked about Wednesday. On Wednesday. Technically, we're now recording on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Life happens. But... On Wednesday, we did talk about Wednesday, and Wednesday is being played for, by the, um, I believe, third actress at this point, not counting any animated things or whatever. Uh, so our thought was, for the Give Me Five question of the week, uh, what main characters, or characters in general, have been played by multiple actors and or actresses? And, and we I think-
0: actually talked about two topics that had... Multiple people played a character.
2: Really? What was the other one? Spirit. I'm trying to remember what we talked about.
0: Ebenezer Scrooge.
2: Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. That's true. That is true. Now, there is when I first posed the question, there's actually more of these. So I think all of us had our own little ways of doing things. So, Rob, you told me last night that you said that um, you went beyond two. Right. I
0: I did. I try I tried to limit it to roles that were played by three or more. It had to have gotcha. been portrayed by at least 3 people for me to include it. Yeah.
2: And I tried to avoid um roles in which people played like in the same movie where someone played the younger version and the middle-aged version and I was I went about characters. it the same way. So so some people some things got knocked out as a result of that. So, who wants to go first?
0: Wait, you said you tried to avoid it when that happened?
2: Well, I, I knocked them out of the running when that happened.
0: When it all was in the same... It was in the same yeah, movie, it's or it's like... Played insane. by different
1: people because of an age difference, not... Not, like, the Joker, or whatever. Like like Vito Corleone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly.
2: So, uh, who wants to go first? Omar, can you go first?
1: Yeah, mine's pretty. I'm happy with it, but mine's there's nothing innovative on here. You know what I mean? But <laughs> um, sometimes a grilled cheese sandwich. Yeah, there you go. I I do like grilled number, cheese. Uh, what?
0: With tomato soup.
1: You do like grilled cheese. Oh, I thought God. you said who the fuck I thought you does said it? I do not like grilled cheese. That's what I heard.
0: Besides Jubals, because he's un-American yeah. and ju- lactose
1: intolerant. <laughs> and he's Jubals. He can do what he wants. I don't even think it's that. I,
0: I do believe it's, that that is yeah. the same thing, though. Un-American <laughs> and lactose intolerant are kind yeah, but, of the same but thing. Yeah, but
1: Jubals can do what he wants. That's he's He's got different rules. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm starting with Mad Max, because it's kind of iconic. You know, okay. Mel Gibson, whatever. But um, I thought that was a really... Interesting re, redo, I'll, I'll call it that. Um, my number four was Jack Ryan. There's so many, it, like all the iterations were good in their own way. Um, mm-hmm. The newest show on Amazon is is really kicking kicking ass. I mean, I think they're on season three by now. Um, num-
2: I think it's about, they just started oh, a the go. trailer okay. for season Thank three. You. The
1: uh, number three. I'm going to go with Bond for number three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Obviously, again, <laughs> sorry. <clears throat> Iconic, but, you know, lots of good different versions, and they they all have their merits. Um, and for number two and number one, I have very different reasons for them. Um, so I'm going to cheat a little bit and say that, like, they kind of go together as one and two and whichever order, like I I can't place them. I think that like the Joker, if you think about it, all the different iterations, well, except for one, um, was really good and really iconic in its own way. And then I went with Sherlock, but mostly because the Benedict Cumberbatch version is so good.
0: (laughs) I, I actually really like the Benedict Cumberbatch version, but I also really like Henry Cavill's version as well.
1: I, that one I haven't seen, but I, I've heard it was good. Yeah.
0: You haven't, you haven't seen Enola Holmes yet? No.
1: no. I know you've, you've spoken about it a few times and it looks good. But I haven't been there yet.
2: Solid. All right. Omar sounds <laughs> like he has consumption. The consumption. Some like I turn it's... of the century. Yeah, <laughs> turn off the century disease. He's the, got the vapors.
1: The vapors. Somebody get some leeches, so I can.
2: Gee, what the
0: hell was that? Oh, uh, Am
1: I making? <laughs> did, you,
0: did you patrons? Just uh, burp up we're going to need
2: some more. Yeah, we're going to need some more patrons up in this uh, thing, so that he can afford <laughs> a good
1: bleeding. Yes, or or leeches. So that's my five. My leeches are expensive. Um, again, nothing. N- nothing that. W- um. I'm, I, I'm not like breaking any whatever barriers by by those five but they're all solid who is next
2: I'll go next Ooh. honorable mention i'm gonna I'm gonna do this a little different honorable mention de Niro and Brando for the exact nice. reason that we talked about since it's only two that'd be Vito Corleone Godfather uh well one two and three in a way uh, Number five, Alec Baldwin, Harrison Ford, Ben Affleck, Chris Pine, and John Krasinski. Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan. Number four, uh, let's see, John Barrymore, Basil Rathbone, Christopher Lee, which I didn't know about, actually. Jeremy oh, wow. Brett, Johnny Lee Miller, Robert Downey Jr., Henry Cavill, Benedict Cumberbatch, or uh, Cucumber <laughs> Snitch, or something. And... Ian Ackleson. Yes, him. Uh, that would be Sherlock, of course. Number three, Sean Connery, George Lazenby, uh, Pierce Bond. Brosnan. Yep, David Craig. Is it David Craig?
1: Daniel. Dan, yeah. Short,
2: Craig. Daniel uh, Craig. Daniel Craig, that's what it is. Roger Moore and Timothy Dalton. Bond. Uh, Cesar Romero for my number two. Mark Hamill, Jack Nicholson, Joaquin Phoenix, Jared Leto, which actually was a negative. Like that yeah. might actually be why he's not number one. Uh, Jack, I, I had to throw in Zach Galifianakis <laughs> in the Lego movie. <laughs> Heath Ledger and Conrad Vite, who actually played the man who laughs, which is what the Joker's based on. That is the Joker.
0: You did. You did say Mark Hamill, right?
2: I yeah. did. He was the second one I said. Actually, the third one. So season: Caesar Romero, Jack Nicholson, Mark Hamill. Um, and number one: Christian Bale, mm. uh, Ben Affleck. Robert Pattinson George Clooney uh, Val Kilmer, George Clooney uh
0: <laughs> Val Kilmer was uh, Kevin Conroy name. George Clooney's Kevin movie Conroy was, was a a atrocity
2: David Mazouz who's a young actor played uh played him um I forget who I said already but um you know who I'm talking about also I, I, Ian Glen No you know who that is That is uh, Sir serfren from from uh, uh, Game of Thrones oh. Yeah. yeah. Jor- Jorah Mormont. He also played, he played Batman in one of the really? uh, sub movies. Oh. That is Batman. He is my number one. Yeah.
0: Nice.
2: You play like an older Batman in something, but I forgot, I forgot about surf run zone. <clears throat> yep. So uh, do we want,
0: do we want to our... save our listener for last or do we want me to go last?
2: Yes. Yeah. We're going to save our listener for last. All right. The grand finale as it were.
0: Well, I do have an honorable mention, and it's largely because I appreciate the story behind it. And it's one where they had multiple actors play the character all in the same movie. And the reason they did that was because the original actor only made it partway through the movie before he passed away was it
2: Parnassus or something? the
0: imagine the imaginarium yeah. of Dr Parnassus Interesting Um so that's that's my and and I had heard that the the three gentlemen who picked up it was Johnny Depp um Jude Law and who was the other one Anyway the the three guys who picked up who were apparently friends with Heath Ledger uh donated their funds from the filming of that movie, their, their paychecks from the filming of that movie to his daughter and put it in. Yeah, that's mom. right.
1: I, I remember that.
0: I remember here. That's wild. Them. Um, my number five, I'm going to throw a couple ones on there that you guys didn't mention, but I'm going to throw Santa on there. Oh, oh so yeah. I have, I have seen quite a few movies with a lot of different people playing Santa and I almost always love Santa. Interesting. Almost always.
2: Who is the best Santa? I really Might be it's the okay to say right
0: Mel Gibson. Now. I really okay. like Kurt Russell. I really liked Kurt Russell as Santa. Okay. In the okay. Christmas Chronicle.
1: Yeah, I could see him. Mel Gibson wasn't he bad did. in Fat Man. Yeah, I he actually Mel was Gibson. really. He was good in that.
0: Um Tim Allen is excellent as Santa. I like him as and in fact, that's probably something I'm going to watch for the next week is the new Disney Plus show Santa Clauses.
1: Oh, cool. Okay.
0: So Santa is my number 5. My number 4 is going to be an iconic character that very notably changes actors very often. And that's Bond. Is my number four. James Bond. James, Sorry, Cole. you just said Bond. So to... My number three... And I know this probably breaks your rules, Greg... But I love the character so much... That I'm going to include him. And that's Dumbledore.
1: Fair. Uh-huh.
0: And I forgot... Until recently... That Dumbledore... <laughs> does not break my rule because I said that it had to be more than two. And I'm like, well, you've got, you've got Richard Harris and Michael Gam, Gambison. Gamb, Gam,
1: Gam, Gamb, Gamb, Gam, 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 Gamb, yeah. Gamb, Gambone. Gambone. Gambon. It's Gambone.
0: Yeah. So you've got him and Richard Harris. I loved Richard Harris. Uh, he's my,
1: I think he son. was he my favorite.
0: He was my favorite. But the third is Jude Law. And I forgot that he was in the uh, Fantastic Beasts Oh,
1: that's who... He's Dumbledore in the Fantastic Beasts movies? I did not know that. He okay. Is? Yeah.
0: <clears throat> so, he's my number three. My number two... is an extremely iconic character. And he's only... It's number two because I don't really watch. I haven't really seen much. But... When you think of character switching, or or um, people playing the character switching, this show has incorporated it into each season. And there are so many seasons. But well, that's Doctor Who. Oh, yeah. Yep. Doctor Who is going nice to be my down. number two.
2: I'm still, uh, even though it has nothing to do with the actual show, people, I did have Doctor Who on my sub list, but I'm still mad. That that Doctor Who person won the the oh, uh, so cosplay contest over your much better
0: uh, assholes. That's yeah. what you get when you go to a nerd bar. Exactly. Um,
2: may he rot in hell. Yeah,
0: but my number one is probably going to be because I've been I've been so impressed with several of the performances put forth by the actors who portrayed this character. Except for perhaps one. In fact, mm-hmm. I would say that just about every every character or every person who has played this character has done an amazing job at it um, and brought something different to each character that's going to be the Joker. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, for the movie that he was in, Nicholson was absolutely perfect for the type of Joker that they wanted it to be. You could not have cast that role any better. For The Dark Knight, the Heath Ledger Joker was amazing. The the performance that he put forth as the Joker is is something that should probably be studied in acting class. I mean, it was absolutely ridiculous. Um Mark Hamill with the voiceovers for the jo- I mean, it's it's just just about everyone except for probably the Jared Leto Joker. Um cuz Jared Leto's a big. Bag. Um uh, probably every Joker performance that I've seen, other than Jared Leto, has been, has been really, really <laughs> top notch. So the Joker is going to be my number one.
2: Jared Leto Joker. Be like, oh come on, how bad could it possibly be? You guys are just hating on him because he was in a teenage. No, it was really oh, bad. Yeah, he's bad. Yeah, <laughs> he, he, was, he <clears was throat> bad. Well, we have another list that will put our all of our lists to shame.
3: Without question.
2: This is Alec, our patron of uh, unusual size.
3: Hey Gimme Five Podcast, this is Alec. Um my list is not that original this week because I find it hard to not find uh to find characters that have been played by multiple actors that aren't gonna be on most people's list. But anyway, um here we go. Honorable mention is gonna go to Catwoman. Um I like Anne Hathaway and Michelle Pfeiffer, and I actually thought Zoe Kravitz was really good. So the Halle Berry aspect um, lowers it a bit, even though I like her as an actress, obviously the Catwoman movie is horrible, but I wanted to at least uh, mention her. I also wanted to mention uh, James Bond. I just thought that was a little too obvious, so I'm putting it in my honorable mentions. I don't love, I like the Bond movies, I don't love them. Uh, number five, I have Obi-Wan uh, by Alec Guinness and Ewan McGregor. I just think they, they both are great in that role. Uh, number four i have mary jane which has been played by kirsten dunce uh, emma stone and uh, zendaya i didn't really like the amazing spider-man movies but i thought emma stone did a pretty decent job as mary jane but kirsten Dunst and zendaya i thought have both been great uh this would be higher except for one or except for one and a half performances number three joker i love heath ledger i think it's one of the best uh performances by any actor as a villain i also love jack nicholson but I um, I don't love the Joaquin Phoenix performance as much as everybody else, although I think it's good. And Jared Leto is really what stinks this a bit for me. Otherwise, it would be higher. <laughs> number two is Hannibal Lecter, based on Anthony Hopkins, Brian Cox, and then I love Mads uh, in the Hannibal TV show. And then have a tie for number one. Actually, I don't have a tie for number one. Um, no, I do have a tie for number one. Uh, I have to put Batman in there. I just think that, uh, you know, Michael Keaton, Christian Bale, and uh, – I. I thought Robert Pence was actually really good, too. Uh, Even Ben Affleck I thought was good as Batman. I just didn't think the movies necessarily were great. Uh, And then Vito Corleone, um, that probably should be 1A. So Batman is 1B. Vito Corleone is 1A. Robert De Niro and obviously originally Marlon Brando. Uh, Two great performances. Hope you like the list. Thanks. Bye.
0: Excellent job as always, Alec. He's the dude. And he did include... Didn't he include one or two that we didn't have, or were those just in his honorable
2: Catwoman. Movie. Catwoman was one, and then Mary there was Jane. another one with a female actress.
1: Yeah. Oh, Kim Mary Jane. Jane. Yeah, she was
0: actually on his yeah. list, so you did get one. He really did.
1: Have, he, he he did a great job. You were original. <laughs> As usual.
2: It's weird that no one said Superman.
0: He was he was on my list. I just He just didn't make the top
2: five. And what's the reason for me is I— I know it's blasphemy but I never really liked the Christopher Reeve Superman. Oh, see
0: you I know, didn't I just... think it was terrible. So you probably didn't like Brandon Routh either because he very much leaned into the Christopher Reeve performance in his movie.
2: Um, he was okay. But I mean there there were scenes in all. that
0: movie that I was like, "Holy shit, he's Christopher Reeve reincarnated."
2: Yeah. I, mean, I like him in general, I actually like him as better as the Adam in uh, Yeah. Uh, whatever in uh, Legends of Tomorrow.
0: I mean, but I also had well, Spider-Man and Batman and uh, Sherlock. And yeah.
2: It could have been all superhero Scrooge.
1: People. Yeah, the Scrooge one was good. That was very good.
2: So, I think that's it. That is it. So,
0: How, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. How can they get in touch with us, Omar?
1: Oh, um, <laughs> hold on. Give me a minute to scroll. <laughs> God,
2: <Jesus Christ. laughs> Um, so you can uh, reach out to us at uh, give me five podcast dot com. You can find us on Facebook by searching for the Give Me Five Podcast. Of course, spell that out. I'll let you spell it out. i V. I'll
1: give you a. F-I-V, I'll give you an Omar snack. With the E, you have to put a little a little there accent. You oh, about you,
2: it. you you get an Omar snack. No. Um, <laughs> you get no snack.
0: I, I uh, I'm pretty you sure could, that at this point they could email us the
2: contact information for Omar read. <laughs> That's true. Uh, you can email us at give me five podcast at gmail dot com. But the one thing that really, 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 really helps us the most is when you replace Omar with Helper Monkey. Now is when you go on to whatever podcast provider you are using and uh, just give us a review because more reviews equals more you know, people that can find us. Um, I know that we got a couple more recent reviews actually, but they were just. Um, Star. They were just star loaders, and no one bothered to type the stuff. So type stuff too. Wow. Oh. Well, that's all I got. Well,
0: that's gonna be it for tonight, guys. Thanks for joining us. And remember, like I always say, you have nothing to fear but a flying monkey with a bazooka, because that shit just don't make
3: sense. <laughs>